Hello. This is episode 40 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dane. Hello. This is episode 43 of the podcast called Blood and Rain. I'm your host, Arthur Dane. Writing is easy. All you need to do is sit at a typewriter and bleed. You have to write the book that wants to be written, and if the book will be too difficult for grown-ups, then you're ready for children. If you don't have time to read, you don't have the time or the tools to write. Simple as that. We write to taste life twice, in the moment and in retrospect. Substitute damn every time you're inclined to write very. Your editor would delete it, and the writing will be just as it should be. If there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. One day, I will find the right words, and it will be simple. Either write something worth reading, or do something worth writing. You never have to change anything you got up in the middle of the night to write. No tears in the writer, no tears in the reader. No surprise in the writer... No surprise in the reader. Read, read, read. Read everything. Trash, classics, good and bad, and see how they do it. Just like a carpenter who works as an apprentice and studies the master, read. You'll absorb it. Then write. If it's good, you'll find out. If it's not, throw it out of the window. You must stay drunk on writing so reality cannot destroy you. Words can be like x-rays if you use them properly. They'll go through anything. You read and you're pierced. How vain is it to sit down and write when you have not stood up to live? I can shake off everything as I write. My sorrows disappear, my courage is reborn. A writer is someone for whom writing is more difficult than it is for other people. Here's a lesson in creative writing. First rule. Do not use semicolons. They're transvestite hermaphrodites representing absolutely nothing. All they do is show you've been to college. Don't bend. Don't water it down. Don't try to make it logical. Don't edit your own soul according to the fashion. Rather, follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. I kept always two books in my pocket. One to read and one to write in. You can make anything by writing. Tears are words that need to be written. You should write because you love the shape of stories and sentences and the creation of different words on a page. Writing comes from reading, and reading is the finest teacher of how to write. To survive, you must tell stories. Always be a poet, even in prose. If my doctor told me I only had six minutes to live, I wouldn't brood. I'd type a little faster. The purpose of a writer is to keep civilization from destroying itself. I write to discover what I know. Ideas are like rabbits. You get a couple and learn how to handle them, and pretty soon you have a dozen. A book is made from a tree. It is an assemblage of flat, flexible parts, still called leaves, imprinted with dark, pigmented squiggles. One glance is at it, and you hear the voice of another person, perhaps someone dead, for thousands of years. Across the millennia, the author is speaking clearly and silently inside your head directly to you. 
Writing is perhaps the greatest of human inventions, binding together people, citizens of distant epochs, who never knew one another. Books break the shackles of time, proof that humans can work magic. Words do not express thoughts very well. They always become a little different immediately after they're expressed, a little distorted, a little foolish. Writing books is the closest men ever came to childbearing. Find out the reason that commands you to write. See whether it has spread its roots into the very depth of your heart. Confess to yourself you would rather have died if you were forbidden to write. As a writer, you should not judge. You should understand. A good writer possesses not only his own spirit, but also the spirit of his friends. The most valuable of all talents is that of never using two words when one will do. If it sounds like writing, I rewrite it. Or if proper usage gets in the way, it may have to go. I can't allow what we learned in English composition to disrupt the sound and rhythm of the narrative. Writers live twice. To produce a mighty book, you must choose a mighty theme. Words are a lens to focus one's mind. I'm irritated by my own writing. I'm like a violinist whose ear is true, but whose fingers refuse to reproduce precisely the sound he hears within. Writing is its own reward. A blank piece of paper is God's way of telling us how hard it is to be God. I went for years not finishing anything, because of course, when you finish something, you can be judged. I love deadlines. I like the whooshing sound they make as they fly by. Half my life is an act of revision. Get it down, take chances. It may be bad, but it's the only way you can do anything really good. This is the wisdom of many. This is an assortment of quotes. Ernest Hemingway, Madeline Langle, Stephen King, Mark Twain, Jack Kerouac, Benjamin Franklin, Saul Bellow, Robert Frost, William Faulkner, Ray Bradbury, Aldous Huxley, Henry David Thoreau, Thomas Mann, Kurt Vonnegut Jr., Franz Kafka, Robert Louis Stevenson, C.S. Lewis, Paolo Coelho, Umberto Eco, Charles Baudelaire, Isaac Asimov, Albert Camus, Flannery O'Connor, John Steinbeck, Carl Sagan, Herman Hesse, Friedrich Nietzsche, Thomas Jefferson, Herman Melville, Ayn Rand, Gustave Flaubert, Henry Miller, Sidney Sheldon, Erica Jong, Douglas Adams, John Irving. It's quite a storm of quotes. Welcome, listeners. Thank you for being here. Today is a podcast about content creation. It's funny, I'm recording this now as I am admittedly depleted. Depleted of content. Depleted physically, not physically because I'm sore or tired. But out of alignment. I expressed in a post recently, guys, how 
I can't put the baby before the bathwater. I'm just kidding, I'm mixing metaphors there. I can't put the cart before the horse. And also, I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater either. I've written multiple times on Instagram how most things that we think are monodirectional are actually bidirectional. To sum up, I've said to you before that to write without fighting, to write without living, is to put the cart before the horse and to commit an even worse act of putting the cart before the horse is to fight without meditation, without alignment. And I am very much of that alignment today. I'm not perfect. I'm violently striving for perfection, but today I am certainly not perfect. I haven't given in to any vices. I haven't given in to... I haven't given in to any kind of weakness. However, I know when I'm on the wrong mindset, when I'm on the wrong path. And it's reflecting in my content. It's important to know when you're being yourself, when something's unnerving you. How can you create content if you're not in alignment? How can you create content if you're not yourself? It doesn't make any sense. And this is coming from someone who's been an actor, someone whose day job was, I don't want to say pretending to be someone else because pretending doesn't cut deep enough. This is coming from someone who had to find the pieces of himself that were most alike the character he's playing and amplifying that and having them completely consume him until a transformation had been made. But to know that, one has to be oneself first. Even in drama school, a place where they make you wear all black every day and you're in a studio with no windows from night to six every day. They make you cut your hair if it's too long. They want you to delete parts of yourself for a time at least to become a neutral blank canvas at all times. Sometimes I took this too seriously and there was damage there. And damage is never a permanent part of identity, but it is a permanent part of the story of oneself. This, this podcast was supposed to be about all your questions about content. I get, I get a lot of these. How do you get past writer's block? How do you come up with new ideas? How do you force yourself to stay on a schedule with writing? How do you do all these things? And I suppose we can still go through all those. But that's focusing on putting a, as Zinedine Zidane would say, putting another coat of gold paint on the Bentley while taking out the engine.
We're living in a strange time. For those of you who message me from places like Idaho and Montana and Texas and Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Alaska, the base states, I don't know how you guys are feeling right now. I don't know what you guys are picking up. I don't know if you're even people who pick up on these subtle nuances and essences and messages from God coming out of the ether. I have absolutely no idea whether you do or you don't. What I can tell you is here in the Bay Area it feels like a calm before the storm. And I say that I don't know if you all can hear it, but under the rain track that we always have, there's actual rain because we're in the middle of the storm. No, I do always say the storm always provides. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is the sun provides life. The sun is the most masculine thing that we have because it always does its duty. That's a solar ideal. That's solar masculinity. But what does a storm provide? It provides something to press against. How long can you survive without the sun? How long can you endure? How long can you drown? It's an unnerving question for many. I thought this storm for me would be one in which I traditionally press against and crank out writing on top of writing on top of writing on top of writing on top of writing. But what is it actually? Well, it's it's something that for me personally is having me confront anything that will not allow me to move on. It's closing out old timelines. It's vanquishing ghosts. It's exercising demons. Because I'm reaching a breaking point where I can't go on without doing this. That would become an illusion, that would just be running. You hear all the quotes that I read earlier. How many of them had to do with the self? How many of them had to do with... not living before you're writing? Even the most fantastical ideas the most elaborate, colorful, outlandish, even alien worlds created came from some aspect of humanity that was amplified and dialed up not to 11 or 15. This goes beyond content, guys.
You have to look yourself in the mirror. You have to understand what's unnerving you. Sometimes what's unnerving you is exactly what you need to write. It goes to the first quote. Writing is easy. All you have to do is sit at the typewriter and bleed. That's probably Hemingway's most famous quote. And sometimes what's unnerving you is the threshold that needs to be confronted to find clarity and peace in which to finally begin to write. For many of you who are trying to get into content creation, I would guess that many of you don't fully know why you want to get into it. Maybe you want to make some money. Uh, it takes a while to make some money, quite honestly. Maybe you want to, I don't know. Maybe you were inspired. Maybe you're inspired by Forrest. Maybe you were inspired by me. Maybe you're inspired by the Howling Boy, Lettuce from the Ruins, the Symposium, Neo Liberté, one of these guys. And you thought, I want to do that. Well, that's good. And it's important to have influences. It's important to borrow aspects. It's important to learn essences that others write. How many of those quotes talked about, you can't write if you don't read? I agree with that as well. You can't write if you don't read. You can't write if you don't live. And there is two types of worlds. The living and the pondering. Sometimes the living is what's written on the page. And sometimes the pondering is what's written on the page. They're not bound by mediums or singular aspects of life. Before you even start writing content, you gotta ask yourself why, and you gotta know yourself. And then, when you know your voice, start writing. It might not turn out the way you want it to turn out. Oftentimes, that's the case with when I write. George R. R. Martin says, there's two types of writers, architects and gardeners. Architects have every aspect of the, of the novel planned out. Whereas gardeners write as they go and their characters surprise them. Personally, I advocate for a combination of both. A general idea of architecture and an execution more rooted in gardening. And what of discipline? Writers write every day. Well, what you can do is you can write 10 ideas every morning, get that idea muscle going. Two of them will be good, maybe. And then you take those two ideas and you write down 10 details for each. And that may lead to 10 details of each detail. And you have fully formed thoughts. 
and you take a step back. You read it aloud. Viscerally, how does it feel? Does it sound like you? Did you surprise yourself? Did you uncover an aspect of yourself that you didn't realize was there? Did you find a voice you never knew you had? I certainly surprised myself. Sometimes you need to connect with certain energies to write certain things. I connected yesterday with a negatively charged particle, and I, for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept, one of the first posts I wrote on Blood and Rain was about positively and negatively charged particles in terms of energy, specifically in the case of art, even more specifically in the case of music. There's some art you consume that's an abundance of positive energy that's healing and elevating and elevates the mind. And then there's negatively charged particles that you don't consume, you press against them to grow stronger. I never recommend consuming a negatively charged particle, yet that's what I did yesterday to make a very important piece. On Saturday, there's a two-part post coming out about femme fatales. If any of you know what it's like to be engaged in a all-consuming, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking romance that is deeply toxic with a femme fatale type. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you'll just have to read. It's leaving me drained today, to be honest. It's not the only thing that's out of alignment, but certainly didn't help. There are many people I don't believe when they're writing. Probably because there's many people I don't believe when I have a conversation with them. If you actually sat down and faced someone, this is a very this is a very strange dynamic to even attempt here in California. The level of fake personality layers here is, is borderline infinite. It's the, the amount of facades stacked on top of facades. You'd lose your mind. If you attempted to sit across from someone and truly ask them who they are, How many people would say, I'm a this, I'm a blank, I'm a lawyer, I'm a banker, I'm a carpenter. That's what you do. What are you? Who are you? And most wouldn't be able to tell you. How can these people write? How can these people tell anyone anything? None of you have seen my face. 
name is that I've legally changed my name to to keep my fighting and writing career separate. Did all of you know exactly who I am? Because I've told you. I've told you in my writing. I've told you in my poetry. I've told you on this podcast. Not directly. I viscerally told you. And if someone can't tell you that, then they can't write. And if you can't tell me that, then you can't write. Many people try. They completely copy an identity of some, of someone else, a writing style of someone else in turn. I've never tried to copy anyone. I've been heavily influenced by some, absolutely. There's a lot of Fitzgerald influence in my writing. Kerouac, Tolstoy, McCarthy, of course Hemingway, as cliche as as it is. Recently Sinclair Lewis, but the voice remains the same. I imagine If I were to pick two writers, I'm going to exclude myself. If I were to pick two writers in the solar sphere or adjacent to the solar sphere that I think a lot of people would try to write like, it'd be The Howling Void and Letters from the Ruins for two very different reasons. Both of them have been guests on one podcast. The Howling Void was a guest on the Renaissance of Men podcast, and Letters from the Ruins was a guest on Nature's Honor with Nature Chad. The Howling Void speaks just like the way he writes. But he's not speaking with the same timbre, he's not speaking with the same rhythmic patterns precisely as what's been previously typed up on his aesthetically striking Instagram posts. But he's speaking with the same essence. Intense, raw, obsessive, constantly checking oneself. And Letters from the Ruins, I think a lot of people would like to write like Thomas as well. I think a lot of people would like to write so poised and precise and sharp. It's very British. I mean, he's. And, he- and hearing him on Nature's Honor, that's exactly who he is. They're amplified, refined versions of themselves. And if you're going to even try to write, that's exactly who you need to be. It all goes hand in hand. The development of yourself, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, chemically, is the development of you as a writer. The execution of you as a writer is a different thing entirely. The editing process is a different thing entirely. How picky you are with your edits, how brutal you are with yourself, how honest you are with yourself when editing.
the actual initial expression, the rough draft. That's the most important part. And if you don't know who that person is, you got two ways to find out. Go out and live life and write about it. Just journal. Say what you found, say what you felt. Say what confused you, say what intrigued you, say what disturbed you. See what made you long for something. See what made you melancholy, write about that. Write about your hells, write about your demons. Write about God's grace in your life. Write about your addictions if you had any. Write about your hopes. Write about your goals. Write about the highest version of yourself. And the other tool, we have art of others. And art is a mirror. You might be just watching something someday and you might see exactly who you are. You might be reading something someday and you might see the words describing exactly the inner musings of your psyche. There's, there's no real life without this. You're just a husk. You're just a man executing actions day in and day out. And that's no way to live. Some of you may be saying, but I'm surviving. But there's life and the back against the wall survival. I'm talking about the mundane, the unthreatened, the uninspired. That's no way to live. So it was with all this rain in the background, here in the San Francisco Bay Area in a very, very strange time. I'll leave you with this raw, raw and bare bones is humanly possible just like the very first podcast. Go face first. Plunge deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the dark waters. At the bottom of the ocean, there might be a gate to heaven. 
Until next time. Good night. And good storms. Thank you.